0: Welcome to Referrals and Rants, your podcast about business development and sales, because it's not just about having a pretty business, but actually a business that brings in, cha-ching, cha-ching, sales. I am your host, Antoinette Minor, and I thank you for joining me today. If you find that this podcast is of value, please share with a friend or two who have a business or are looking to get into business. And let's jump right in to this podcast. Hey y'all, welcome to episode one of Referrals and Rants. First of all, let me just say thank you for everyone who has supported thus far. I mean, I did this podcast like a lemonade drop. I was like, I'm gonna just put this out there. I didn't even tell my friends. And the way you guys received it, even on an introductory episode, was just like, wow. Um, I mean, people even reviewed it and subscribed and shared and liked and commented. Like, thank you so, so, so much. Uh, This is truly a labor of love for me. And I don't um, I don't know where this is gonna go, but I'm really just doing it because like I had said before, I saw space and I wanted to fill it. So thank you so much for the support. I'm um, I'm so excited for this episode. We're gonna talk about vending opportunities. And before I really dive into it and just and tell you why and and the best practices on choosing your vending opportunities, um, housekeeping roles, Macy is sitting right in front of me today, so if she decides to be a little cray-cray, I apologize. Um, The diva herself is in the room. And I am recording this very, very early today, so if you hear my stomach growling a little bit, I'm sorry. I'm just hungry. But this is how much I love y'all. I'm doing this right when I feel the passion to do so, even before breakfast, because God knows breakfast is like my number one thing. But anyway, let's jump into it. Why did I decide to talk about vending opportunities? Because one, I have been a vendor on the corporate level as well as an entrepreneur. Two, I have hosted events where I have invited vendors to come. And three, but with the amount of business people that I know I can't tell you how many conversations I'm having with people about, I think I'm going to here, or I'm not really sure, what do you think, have you been here before, um, I don't know, the vendor fee is a little bit this, like, this came out of the idea of trying to help people answer those questions, and a continuation of an Instagram Instagram kind of rant that I did after a friend of mine went to a vending um, opportunity or went to an event as a vendor and the results just weren't as as good as she thought she was going to get. So in explaining ideas to her or giving her ideas, I thought, okay, I don't know if I've ever seen this out there in the entrepreneurial space. Um, I don't know, somebody else might have it, but here is my gift to those of you who are wondering. Um, and like I said before, like I've done this on a corporate level and there were some clear guidelines on what we would and would not do as far as being a vendor at different events, large scale small scale um, because our job was to fish for business and to bring in those sales and sometimes it meant standing behind a table at an event. So I've done this before and I will share with you those best practices and how I've chosen um, how to decide or, you know what I'm trying to say, how I have decided on being a vendor or not being a vendor and some success and failure. So let's jump right on into it because I have three pages of notes. So I hope you find some gems in this. And if I... um find that this is getting a little long, then I might split this episode up, but I'm gonna try and get through it so that way you can get the most value in the smallest amount of time and continue on with your day because you got stuff to do and I got stuff to do, right? All right, so let's jump into it. The first thing that I think you need to do is to decide, is this event right for your business? I have done this, other people have done this, but you start a business Somebody either A, invites you to become a vendor, and you're like, oh my God, somebody invited me to be a vendor. Like, yeah, of course, I'll do this. There's gonna be people there. I can sell them my business. Or B, you're like, I started this business, and I need to get out there, and I see this opportunity on Eventbrite, and the vendor fee is like $20, so why not? Been there, done that, been in both situations, okay? My very first vending opportunity I'll never forget Um I actually met one of my good friends on that boat. Yes, the event was on a boat. Um, and I'm this career blogger that is trying to get people to sign up to come to my career brunch on getting your life together and, you know, getting a promotion someday and, you know, just being a, a millennial in the corporate space. And I get on, go to this event because the vending fee was like $20. And The event is a, like, poetry slam. Why am I at a poetry slam trying to talk to people about corporate? Half of them don't care, right? Um, I had a table full of pretty things for a bunch of people who did not care about the pretty things that I had. Pretty things to them was not exactly what they were looking for. So, when you are in this space, just take a look at the opportunity and think is this event right for my business because the first thing i want to ask you is do you need to vendor be a vendor or do you just need to be a guest if you just want to be there to get in front of one of the speakers the one of the panelists the owner or a particular person or just just to support you know maybe a handful there then maybe you just need to buy a ticket make it your business to meet that person and save yourself the vendor fee Not everything needs to be I'm going to have a table and have a booth because that person may very well not even come to your booth, right? You may even be a guest and might and may not get to that person, but at least you saved yourself the vendor fee. If you have to go making up things that you do not have, this may also be an indicator that it's a no for this vending opportunity. Unless Essence Fest or the PA Conference for Women calls you up themselves and says, hey, you need to be a vendor because there's going to be thousands of people here and it's the right fit, then maybe you don't need to waste your money. Um, and I'll talk about somebody who did do the PA Women's Conference as well um, and how that opportunity, what she did in that opportunity, what she did have to make some new products, but let me, let me stop. So if you have to go about making, I don't know, 500 pieces of product or service, whatever it is, and a short amount of time, and pay a vendor fee on top of that. Maybe it's a no for now. You can always do next year because if you're not doing it right or you're rushing, and this isn't the right opportunity, you're just gonna make five hundred pieces of product, only to come back with four hundred and ninety-five, and you know, wasting money. So think about that. If you have to do too much, it may be a no. If your target customer will be attending this event and you need to get in front of them, that's when vending may be the right opportunity for you. So that leads into the next step or the next question that you should ask, which is, who is going to be there? This is the most important part to vending. Who is going to be there? Because if you sell a product for Millennial Moms, you probably don't want to want to be vending at an event for men in business because your customer is not there boo she ain't there unless you're like I don't know starting a new brand or a sub project or something that's related to men in business and you're trying to get in front of this new audience then yeah maybe but for the most part don't waste your money so, how do you know who's going to be there? Because sometimes you don't. You're like, oh, this event looks cool, but I'm not really sure who's going to be there. Um, the first thing you can do is ask the host or the event producer. They know who they're marketing to and who they, wanna, who they want to be there. So this information should be a no-brainer unless they aren't sure themselves. This is where you need to pay close attention to their marketing efforts because sometimes they don't know themselves. They're playing a guessing game and they just want to host an event to host an event. Yeah, I said it. Shade on top of shade. I said it. Um, Some people just want the clout and say that they did something and they're not really there for the value. They're just really to collect a check or to say like I did this. So if you're noticing their marketing efforts aren't the best, then they probably don't know who they're marketing to themselves. But if you're talking about a high-level produced event with a target audience, most likely they will have um, a media kit or a sponsorship kit or even a fact sheet or a sponsorship letter. And these are things that I used to see in the corporate world when we were um, pitched to be a vendor at an event. And that should explain everything that you need to know about a target audience. Are there going to be additional questions on your end? Probably, but there should be a contact person that will answer this question, okay? It shouldn't be just, well, your target customer is gonna be there or you're gonna get in front of a bunch of people. It's a great opportunity. No, dog, there's some things that I need to know, okay? And here's what you need to know. Ticket prices. You can easily look that up before you, you um, hit purchase the vendor fee because ticket prices are an indicator of how much the person is willing to invest in themselves. So, if I pay $500 to be at a conference, you know that I have the money to invest myself, invest in myself, or you know that I take investing in myself very seriously. Even if I got $20 in my pocket, I made it to this to this event. And if I don't have the money now to buy from you because I see it as a value, I'm definitely going to put it in my back pocket and purchase from you later. That's the kind of customer you want to target at these events. Does it have to be a $500 ticket? No. It can be like $100, $50, whatever. But just take that into consideration because I also find or or there's research out there that says if it's a cheap ticket price, only half the people are going to show up or I think a better example is to say, like, if it's a Saturday morning in January in Philadelphia and it's suddenly 75 degrees outside, I ain't paying no money for this ticket. I'm going to go have some fun. I'm going to go see if I can find a Rita's, even though Rita's is not open or get some ice cream or hang out with my friends, take my dogs to the park bump that event. I'm going to go have a good time because I don't know what I'm going to get in this event. But if I paid a chunk of change to be there and it's 75 degrees in Philadelphia on a Saturday in January, best believe I'm going to this event and then I'll make plans afterwards because I've invested in myself. So take into consideration how much that ticket price is. Um, Be mindful of ticket prices that are at a zero (laughs) because Again, research says that less than half of those people are going to show up cuz it's a free ticket. Age, are you marketing to people who are 35 and up? Because if so, you don't need to be at that event that is for the 21-year-old. Gender, who are you catering to? Is it male, female, people who do not identify? That's a very that's also a knowing your target audience. I put location in here because there are sometimes people who have retreats or conferences outside of their uh, hometown, I should say. So, for example, I've gone to an event for P- in pencil for Pennsylvania's uh, some type of group, and their annual event is not in Pennsylvania. It's not even in Philadelphia. It's in New York. So, if you own a store in New York, it may. While the event is there in your hometown, it just doesn't make sense to market to those people because they live in a whole nother state. So why even try to get them to come to your store in New York when that would be an additional cost on their end unless you're selling some super high-end custom-made thing that they can only get there and like it presents a huge, huge, huge value. So think about location. You can always ask the producer... Where are the people um, coming from and how do you cater to them? Uh, Role or title? And then the rest of these I'm just going to really roll through because this is a very important one that I think people don't understand. Um, Role or title because is your decision maker in the room? Is that the person that can say yes? Is that the person who can sign the dotted line? Is that the person that can write the check? And I say this because if your target audience or your target customer is a person who, I don't know, she makes her own money, whether it's nine to five or it's entrepreneurship and, you know, she can make her own decision as far as purchasing your t-shirt or your bath and body work product, like then that's fine. She is your decision maker. She makes a decision in her buying choices. But for me, I have to work with, small businesses and think about who in that small business is a decision maker to say, yes, we will hire Antoinette for marketing or social media services. So I'm not necessarily looking for the administrative assistant, or the finance person in that business. I'm looking for the CEO, the HR person, possibly even, the marketing team. I need that person because they will understand what my value is, and they will make the case for me if it needs to be someone higher up that has to hire me, or they right then and there can know, all right, I need her, let me me follow up with her later. And I hope that makes sense. So who is your decision maker? And this all goes back into finding out who your target audience is. And if you tell me it's everybody, I'm going, I'm going to yell at you. I was about to say something else, but I'm gonna yell at you. But, sorry boo, everybody is your target audience. Okay, please get that, please get that piece, all right? Other things you need to know or could know that would help you decide if this is the right opportunity for you as well is race and ethnicities, um, marital status, income level because can they afford you, okay, level of education, um, why are they attending, so are they there to spend money, are they there to learn, are they there to network because if they're not there to spend money and they're going to be in classes all day, then why you got a booth, you aint you you're not gonna see them. I've been in that situation before where I I signed up to be a vendor or and this was with the company and the people had a day's full schedule. so they never even made it out to see the vendors and by the time they had time, it was time to go and everybody was trying to get home and I get it. You don't have time to be sold anything when you're tired and you've you've had a day. So um, think about that as well. You can always ask for the attendee schedule. The next thing to think about is how much is the vendor fee? So can you afford it um, by making sales the day of or with future sales from those you meet at the event? You have to understand how many products or services you need to sell in order to get a return on that investment. So if you are thinking like, um, my product is ten dollars, the vendor fee is 100, that means you need to sell at least 10 things or put a price tag on a person that possibly will buy from you later and decide, okay, if I make five sales outside of this event because of this vendor opportunity, then I have made a return on investment. That was a lot. I will break that down in a future episode because I find that that that's really important. Putting a price tag on people so that way you can understand um, how to tie that future customer back to your efforts today. But that's a whole nother episode. And then lastly, I put in here in this part is honestly, if it's cheap, it's probably not. It's probably not worth it. I find that event sponsors at that point, um, sorry, event hosts at that point, are really just looking for extra cash to host an event because it costs way more than just the ticket price in order to throw an event and then to make a profit they need vendors in order to to see a return on their investment so if it's cheap they're just trying to sell out and it's probably not the right opportunity for you now let's say you decided that you are going to be a vendor at this opportunity how can you maximize your time there. What can you do to make sure that you at least leave with the sales um, that you need or you can ensure that you have customers in the future? I say bring a buddy with you. That is the number one thing because sometimes we don't always have the support or we say, you know, I'm just going to pack up and do this myself, but I would suggest, highly suggest getting yourself a buddy because someone needs to stay at the table and someone needs to work the crowd. Someone needs to stay at the table, and someone needs to work the crowd. It's easy to sit back and just wait on people to visit your table, but you need to be proactive instead of reactive. So, imagine you're networking and someone says, this is a really cool product. You can respond with, if you're working the crowd, thank you, I'm here vending if you wanna check it out, or thank you, I'm here vending today, and we have some discounts for you to take back home, Mom booth 107. Or thank you, we're giving away some items, just enter over at my table or my booth. Now you're producing traffic with people who aren't just wandering. They're looking for your booth. See that? Bonus points for wearing a pin or having something with you that is a conversation starter. So. If you have a shirt that says like something witty on it, or a pen that has your business, or even if you're carrying around the item with you, it gets—it's a conversation starter. That's also um, an amazing way to get people to go over to the booth. I also find that this is really good if you are shy or an introvert and you need a little bit of help with starting that conversation. Maybe you're not good at it. This um, could help you with meeting new people. Overall, though, get hype. Do something that's going to make you confident and and bold and really in the right space to receive and give and network and talk. I used to put on some trap music before I got to my event to hype me up, make me feel good inside. Um, Yeah, that's a whole nother story. I know I keep going off and saying I have all these caveats, but I really do. But anyway... I will share my Get Money play with pay, playlist with you at some point so you can understand what I listen to in order to hype myself up to talk to other people. So now you have your buddy. Now how do you make the sale? Well first of all, your number one goal is not even to sell products. What, Antoinette? I'm not selling products at this vending opportunity. What is you talking about, girl? no your number one goal is capturing information yes you want to sell your products and services but this is your opportunity to meet them and keep them meet them and keep them because if you have their information you can continue to to prospect and not prospect i'm sorry continue to sell to them beyond that vending opportunity now you can tell your brand story, gain trust, and educate your potential customer or client about your services. You're leading them to the sale that will make up for that vendor fee, whether that's by email, postal, um, mail, whatever it is. However, you decide to contact them beyond that vending fee, you have their information. Y'all are y'all are hand in hand. You and your new customer. So capture their information first. Um, place them into your email list, your contact list, your holiday cart list obviously you want to get their permission first but use the small print because no one reads the small print okay if they unsubscribe it's it's cool they weren't for you anyway they're not ready to receive your information but what this does is it allows people to understand who you are and what your brand is beyond that point because if they're meeting you for the first time you haven't had that 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 time to get them to know who you are and like It'd be different if they've been following you on Instagram or following your marketing efforts and then all of a sudden they see your booth and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to go talk to them. I've been seeing their information online. Let me go hang out with them for a bit and then buy the product. Most times that's not going to happen. So now you get to have that conversation with them uh, afterwards and hopefully they'll buy as long as your marketing is on point. So um, let me explain another situation on how we did this when I was at that that corporate credit union. So um, we had an opportunity to do a very large festival. I'm not going to say the name of the festival, but it was expensive. Uh, They did something like $10,000 $10,000 sponsorship. It was crazy. It was definitely one of those big investments because it was the first time that they had held this kind of festival. So it was a really good opportunity for the credit union to make its mark and be known to a whole new group of people. But what they did um, was not focus on signing up anyone for an account or anything like that. It really was just about capturing information. So on the giveaway um, slip, I needed your name, your email, your phone number, where you worked, and the contact for your HR. I mean, the giveaway was good. It was damn good. I mean, this credit union used to do things like give away a car. So yeah, I'm giving you Timmy's name from HR, but the whole point was, the more leads, the better. And hopefully they're not cold leads because I've talked to you at this event. And now I have 200, 300 people to put on a pipeline and make a sale. And when we're talking about numbers, all I need is 1% or 2% to convert out of two or 300. So capturing information is really, really, really good. And make that your first priority because you may not sell any products. That's, the pure business of vending at events. Most likely you're not gonna sell anything right then and there because you don't have any history with that potential customer. So get their information and you can do that with contests, giveaways and discounts and things like that. Selling your product is the number two goal. So think about what you have and I would customize it so that way it is exclusive to the people at this event. So my good friend, Keisha, who owns Educated Pretty Girls, she got an opportunity to go to the PA conference for women, and she has these beautiful t-shirts, and what she did was, she had um, a t-shirt that said a Michelle Obama quote on it, the, when they go low, we go high, because Michelle Obama was the keynote speaker, and who is not buying a Michelle Obama shirt at a Michelle Obama conference that you pay money to be at? Right. And then she was able to even take that and sell that elsewhere because it was it was a good shirt. But now she's made a novelty item for people to purchase at the event. And she made sales. Right. So if it's not something like that, and I I know I'm like kind of contradicting myself where I said, if you have to make new product, then, you know, it might be a no. But in this situation, it was a huge opportunity to be a vendor at an event with Michelle Obama, one, um, but two, those thousands and thousands of people. And then three, yes, she may have had to buy new materials, but she did not have to really reinvent much um, in order to produce a high quality item for the people at this event. You may be able to do other things like um, use a logo or a mark on the product with the event and the date on it. So now, again, it's a novelty item. It's exclusive. Um, exclusive discounts to the group, especially if you, if you have a service-based product. So they can revisit the conversation and use that code later on and share it with their friends. Um, in fact, I actually had a friend share with me a Teachable discount that she got at a conference. And guess what? Teachable got money out of me through a discount that someone else got from them vending at an event. See how that works? And then you have to make the sale as easy as possible. So sorry, but bruh, get your square, PayPal, I don't know, phone, something. Get all of that in order so that way you can take electronic payments. People don't carry cash these days and you may be setting yourself up for, for failure. Um, I would even consider if you do take cash to break down your prices in a way where you don't have to fish for ones and and change. So if your shirt is usually four dollars, maybe go ahead and make it five dollars at this event. So that way, people aren't looking for four singles, or they give you a five, and then that they have to search around to give the customer a dollar back. Like, just make it really easy on the customer. Okay and then have your pitch ready to go special episode coming for that so hold on and then you want to make your space stand out freebies I think the number one freebie is a plastic bag yep plastic bag why because I used to go to vending events and people would have all this stuff in their hands from people and they would give them all this stuff and not give them a bag to put it in. And when we had bags, people automatically came to the table and said, Hey, I heard you have bags. Can I have one? Yeah, after you listen to this pitch, bruh. See how that works? So they were plastic bags branded with the logo and the website of the company, and then some information inside of it, um, brochures and things like that because you're not walking away without my stuff even though you got my bag. But it was against the grain something different and very, very cheap. You can get bags for like 10 cents wholesale. Um, So think about something that's gonna make your booth stand out or attract people to it. Um, Make it pretty. Do you have your tablecloth? Do you have posters, banners? Props, items to showcase the product or service. Um, you can always buy these things and keep them for future use as well. But I'm gonna say the number one freebie is a plastic bag. Think about your freebies because even though we may think they're cute, use some, buy something or give something away that they're gonna have to continue to use and don't wanna throw out. I'm sorry, I'm tired of pens. I'm tired of pens. Unless you're a bank, like, don't give me a pen. Um, one, One company used to give out potato chip bag holders. I still use those potato chip bag holders to this day. So be different. Last thing I have on my list is don't try to make fetch happen. Sometimes vending may not be ideal for your business and that is okay. It's not ideal for me. It's not. Um, I can maybe build a case for large marketing corporate events. But I find that it's much better for me to be around and networking and grab the leads that way than to have a booth and attract a whole bunch of people. Um, It would essentially be like throwing spaghetti against the wall, especially since I don't have a physical product to sell. Um, Sometimes I've made up physical products to sell, like a webinar that you can literally get a card from me for with the sign up information, but it's not that deep um, so I don't do vending because it just it's just not for me um, other clients and customers absolutely make sense what I will say is if you're unsure try it try it see what happens at the end of the day, if you go walking in with the idea that I'm going to capture information and I'm doing this for brand awareness, then you have lost nothing. You have invested in those two things, which is very, very valuable. But if you find that um, you know, you're not getting any sales from it, then call it a day. There's no need to to move further than that. So, I hope that you got some value out of this. This is my vendor episode i hope it's not too long whatever if it is long break it up into pieces take it or leave it right so send over your questions if you have anything any questions related to vending opportunities or sponsorships maybe we'll do sponsorships later on down the road then please email me at referrals and at gmail.com and i will see you on the next episode thank you Thanks for tuning in to Referrals and Rants. Remember, if you found this of value, please share with one or two friends that could use the information. If you have ideas about future episodes or you have questions, feel free to send them over to referralsandrants at gmail.com and follow me, your host, Antoinette Miner, on all social media platforms at Antoinette K or, sorry, on Twitter at Antoinette T-Y-P, something like that. You know where to find me, AntoinetteMiner.com. And I look forward to having you on another episode of Referrals and Rants.